Welcome to the Paradox College Podcast. I'm Audrey. And I'm Lizzie. And you're listening to our Advent series. Advent is the season leading up to Christmas when God's people rejoice over Jesus coming to earth as a baby and look forward to the time when he will come again. This Advent season, we're walking through stories in the Bible, seeing how each one points us to the gift of Jesus. Today on the show, we've got Haley, the kids director at the Paradox Church. She'll be discussing the story of Zechariah. Once you've read today's devotion in your Advent guide, join us here and we'll get started. Hey everyone, Haley here. Quick question for you before we get started. What are you doing right now? Okay, sure, I know you're listening to this podcast, but what else are you doing? Are you driving, scrolling on Instagram, homework, or studying for finals? Maybe you're doing some last minute Christmas shopping. I want to challenge you to stop whatever else you're doing, except for maybe driving, and just listen. Put away all other distractions for the next seven or so minutes and let God speak to you. Okay, now that you're actually listening, let's jump in. The story of Zechariah is found in Luke chapter 1. Here, Dr. Luke gives us insight into who Zechariah is. He's a priest, he has a wife named Elizabeth, he is advanced in years, aka he's old, and he longed for a child. These descriptions start to give us a pretty good picture of who this man is, but the thing that struck me the most about the way the passage describes Zechariah and Elizabeth is that they were righteous before God, walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord. Luke is telling us here that Zechariah and Elizabeth are spiritual all-stars. There are no real spiritual all-stars, I had air quotes when I said that, but here's the thing. Those words would never be used to describe me. They're really in tune with God, and they're walking with him faithfully. But wait, if Zechariah and Elizabeth were walking blamelessly in all the commandments and statutes of the Lord, why did Zechariah doubt Gabriel? Wouldn't you think if someone was that in tune with God, Zechariah's response to the report of an answered prayer would be immediate faith and thanksgiving? Instead, we see that Zechariah responds with some questions and excuses of why Elizabeth's pregnancy wasn't possible. His response reveals doubt in his heart, and I think it reveals something in our hearts too. Listening, like really listening, to God doesn't come naturally to our human sinful nature. We have to work hard at being present to God in a way that allows our souls to receive his words when he speaks. This idea of listening to God brings to mind the spiritual discipline of silence and solitude. It's an ancient practice that has been completely lost in our modern society, but this practice is vital to our spiritual well-being. In a day and age where the peripheral noise is only being turned up, we have to pursue sitting in silence to hear our king speak. Say that again. In a day and age where the peripheral noise is only being turned up, we have to pursue sitting in silence to hear our king speak. Let's just stop there for a second. Do you realize that the king of the world, the creator of the heavens and earth, speaks to you? He desires to talk to you because he wants to be in relationship with you. He cares about the intimate details of your life and he wants to speak to you about them. That's amazing. I hope that the gift of God's words are never lost on you. Okay, back to silence and solitude, how we're actually going to hear those words that I was just talking about. 
if we're going to respond to God differently than Zechariah did, and, you know, hopefully not be muted for nine months, we have to know how to listen to God. We need to familiarize ourselves with His voice, and we need to practice hearing His words over and over again. So let's take a play out of Jesus' book and see what it looked like for him to listen to his dad. The Gospels are full of accounts of Jesus going off to the quiet place, the desert, the solitary place, to sit and listen. To have a real two-way conversation with God where he actually speaks back. Here are just a few examples. Mark chapter 1 says that very early in the morning, while it was still dark, Jesus got up, left the house, and went off to a solitary place where he prayed. Luke chapter 6 tells us that Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. When morning came, he called his disciples to him. Matthew chapter 14 tells us that after Jesus had dismissed the crowds, he went up on a mountainside by himself to pray. When evening came, he was still there alone. Scripture clearly shows us that Jesus regularly created time and space of silence to commune with God. Do you? If you're like me, the honest answer is no. Or maybe we should give ourselves a little grace and say not really. And that's okay, because by the grace of God, we can change that. This Advent season, I want to challenge you to take time to really listen to the words of God. This month, the peripheral noise that I'm talking about are honestly all good things. There are things like Christmas parties and choosing fun outfits for those parties. Maybe it's shopping with your friends or for your family and wrapping presents. It's wrapping up your semester and studying hard for finals so you can go home and be with your family. Whatever it is, even if they're good things, they're things that are taking your attention off of the words of King Jesus. So I want to challenge you to take some time to fight the noise by listening to the King that we're waiting for. Here are some practical ways of doing so. First, schedule it in your calendar. I live and die by my calendar, but if you're not like me, maybe set a reminder on your phone or an alarm to go off at a certain time so you remember to stop and be still. Second, start small. I'm not saying that this afternoon you need to go spend four hours alone trying to figure out how to listen to God. This is a practice that we have to get better at. So start by listening for five to 10 minutes at a time to get used to hearing God's voice. Third, make sure you're in a quiet place. I feel like those are really hard to find these days, but maybe you could go in your room when no one's home, be in your car with no music on, take a walk out in nature, or somewhere else where it's completely silent. Four, take deep breaths. Your mind and your soul need to be slowed down, and our physical being is a huge part of that. Take some time really inhaling and exhaling to let your body relax. Fifth, tell God how you feel about listening to him. Maybe it's weird. Maybe you have low expectations that he'll actually speak back. But these are the things that he wants to hear because he wants to be in relationship with you. Sixth, ask the spirit to speak to you. Tell him you want to listen and tell him you may not know how this looks or what it feels like to listen to him. Seventh, sit silently and listen. If your mind wanders, it's okay. Bring it back to being in tune with God once you become aware that your thoughts have wandered. And don't worry, I promise it'll happen, so don't freak out when it does. Lastly, put this all on repeat and make it a regular habit in your life. We don't really have time to go into detail about all of the ways the practice of silence and solitude will save your soul from being choked out by society's noise, but here's the main point. 
Regularly practicing silence and solitude with God will be the thing that sets you free from the tyranny of the world and allows you to rest in our King's safe authority. Don't you want that? I do. Before we wrap up, I can't say goodbye without challenging you to do this right now. Take five more minutes away from the distractions that you put away at the beginning of this podcast to just be with God. Close your eyes, take deep breaths, and let his words set you free. Thanks for joining us for Paradox College's Advent series. We're praying for you this season that your awe and enjoyment of God may grow as your knowledge of God increases. I hope you'll join us tomorrow for day 19 of Advent. Advent.